Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so delighted today to be joined by the wonderful Daryl McCormack to talk all about his film, Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. And I, I was interested in, in talking a little bit about the research elements for your role because um, Sophie Hyde, who's the director of the film, kind of worked with you and, and introduced you to a lot of people working within the sex industry to have conversations. And you know, one of the things is that working within the sex industry, experiences aren't a monolith. You know, everybody has very different experiences in that field, but I was very interested in what kind of the overlying themes were and how you found this space of, of real reverence for this career, for the work that people do, and a lot of autonomy in that space that you really wanted to capture and bring into the character of Leo in the film, um, and how kind of there were various recurring elements in terms of the connectivity to the work that you wanted to capture. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we were so fortunate to speak to sex workers and, you know, and that was the, the essence of what I wanted to capture was, was to, to take in elements of their devotion to their work um, and the capacity that they saw and the value that they were bringing to clients and the passion that they had for what they did. Um, and so for me, I really tried to put the pressure off that I was to encapsulate a male sex worker or a sex worker in, in, to in total because it became quite apparent to me that it's such an individual experience and that each sex worker is different. And so therefore their work is going to be different. Um, and so I was just really enlightened by the, by the scope of what sex work was. Uh, I hadn't really ever ventured into that world and, and uh, my eyes were open. So I felt very privileged to have access to them. And I feel really grateful that they gave me their time um, because even though I wasn't to represent, you know, one person or sex work as, as an entirety, I was really grateful that I could carry their essence into who Leo was. And it was about, you know, finding the people that did feel like they had a vocation in what they did. Um, and that's the angle that we thought Leo lied in. So, yeah, I was super grateful. And one of the things I really like about this character is the energy that he brings into the room. You know, um, Emma Thompson's character, Nancy, is, is coming from a place of nervousness and, and he really kind of creates this energy that's very reassuring. There's a real gentleness to it and it's very much about allowing her whatever space she needs. And so when you first got the scripts and were working during that character development process, how did you really find that specific energy that you felt like he was going to bring into the room and create? for her because it is so much about the space for her versus what he's bringing in from the outside world mm. well there was an uh, um, a generous nature that I, I identified in Leo that I, I kind of identified in myself as well and um, and I just thought it was really exciting to see a male on screen that wasn't putting his pleasure first in regards to intimacy um, and so really I, I understood that for Leo, it was important that he was really laying out a foundation that was safe, but also a foundation in which he could feel like he could challenge Nancy and, and help her get through blocks that she had internally. Um, so the script was laid out for us there. It was all there to play for. And, um, and for me, it was just about finding that nature within Leo that was just willing to willing to find a balance in that room on the flip of a dime because obviously moving into intimacy is a vulnerable thing and it can pull out all sorts of things within us and so I felt that Leo had to you know be ready to just adjust to wherever Nancy was because the the service was for her you know the journey is for her to 
unravel these things and to step into into intimacy that she's desiring to have so for him he is working and he's working to make sure that the environment is there to fulfill that at any given moment um so yeah i think that just came with an essence of how he was listening to her you know maybe sometimes decoding what she was trying to say or or what she was wishing to to um have access to and within what you're saying there it's so clear that he's got an incredible astuteness for connecting to people and really reading them and understanding you know what's the energy that they need what are the questions i need to ask how am i going to create this door for them to be able to walk through and mm. he does it in different ways you know sometimes it's about asking her questions sometimes it's suggestions like oh you know maybe we'll have a drink like what should we have mm. and kind of you know, he's really saying that for her versus him needing and wanting a drink. Um, yeah. And so how did you find the different ways in which he was trying to create these doors and really open them for her to kind of find her way through herself? Mm. I think Sophie did a really good job of of navigating that because it's, it wasn't always going to be verbal in, in, in the ways in which Leo kind of guided that dance. Sometimes it was just purely physical. And there are, mo- there are moments in the film where Nancy's getting frustrated. She's getting frustrated that she can't access what she wants to access and that there are things coming in and blocking her. And, and there's a great moment in the film where he drops off all the kind of um, the gentleness and he, he gets very practical and he says, well, you want to experience giving um, oral pleasure. Well, then I'll sit on the edge of the bed here. How about you, Neil? And and we can we can begin from there. And there is something so kind of just kind of practical about that moment, which I thought was so amazingly captured by Katie and and Sophie, because that that is also what sex work is. If there's if someone just wants something and doesn't want to go through um, other other ways to get it, well, then it's his job to just provide that, you know, and. And yeah, so it's so, the script was so great because even out of that moment comes her confession of of the fact that she's fearful of intimacy, you know. Um, and, and I think we were just lucky in that we were all approaching that dance together from a similar, and it, it was just so subtle. Those moments, those shifts were so subtle, but Sophie had just such an eye for really... Um, seeing it all the way through and it was just our joy then to step in and play it you know and that moment that you were talking about that scene in particular is also really great because then in the following moment when when her phone starts ringing and it's her daughter calling her there's a real lightness and comedy that comes through in that instance where he's suggesting you know he's joking that he could answer the phone and what he would say to her um you know how how did you find what you felt like his sense of humor was going to be and and his kind of comedy that he brought into moments like that to create that lightness because it feels like that's just as important as the more intimate discussions that they have in the connection with one another it is and and i think katie did a great job of just having the levity and and the importance of what they're also speaking about with regard to intimacy always coinciding with one another and I think it was me and Emma's job to just find that through line. And obviously Emma is just a gifted comic, you know, um, she naturally just, it just has it in her bones. And, um, and for me, I felt that Leo's kind of comedy was in response. He was becoming fascinated by this woman. And like, I, I always felt that he was so intrigued by her and that it was the circumstance in which he he often found funny and, and it was all coming from 
and that admiration for Nancy, you know, um, because deeply as well, he respected her for, for making this choice. Um, he didn't see it as a small, you know, decision. It is a major choice for her at this point in her life to do this. And so, um, yeah, so I thought that the comedy for him was in response to her, which was easy because Emma is just brilliant, you know. <laughs> and you, you were talking just a moment ago as well about the, the necessary, necessary element of very subtle change and that's really kind of your performance throughout the entire film because you're playing these scenes pretty much in real time and Mm. the only time that you're jumping forward in time is between each of these individual meetings and there's only four different times where you have that opportunity to do that and given that this is something where it's not just about Nancy having an evolution in that room there are changes that happen with your character as well how did you approach playing scenes in real time thinking about what those really tiny nuanced evolutions and changes for him would be based on the amount of time and what was happening to him in those instances through their conversations and through their intimacy? Mm. I felt the script only allowed us a few windows into, into what was happening for Leo or who, who Leo is behind the, the performance, behind the, the job. And um, it did feel really important to me that those moments sang in their own way and that we felt like Leo was a actualized person beneath his persona. Um, and that conflict was, was really exciting to play because there are moments through the conversation that she doesn't even intentionally mean to, but she pokes something that, that you know, hits deep in him and he has to try and mask it and cover it and, and move over to the, to the drinks cabinet and pour a drink and, they, they were all placed, you know, to really help that um, un, unveiling of his emotional state and the, and the reveiling. And, um, and I just thought it was, yeah, like the moment where he's looking at himself in the mirror on his own um, in the room was a really great moment in which that was just by chance that he looks at himself in the mirror and by chance that he is reminded of his own journey with regards to intimacy and his sexuality. And it's just the fact that she comes back into the room and he, and she breaks it and he has to re replay, you know, or, or re hit the pause, the play button on, on who Leo is. So they were great because they all really, for me, bubbled uh, something under the surface to really have that moment in the film where there is a big crack in the armor and and he can't help but uh, a lot of his emotion and and kind of pain come to the surface did you find that a lot of those moments of of the unveiling and the reveiling happened in instances where she wasn't looking at him because one of the other moments that I remember really distinctly seeing that that sort of instance as well as the mirrors when he's behind her massaging her shoulders and so she can't see his facial expression when he responds mm. to something and so was that was that a conscious choice of the moment where the mask can slip for a second is whenever she's not looking at him there's a potential to play into it mm, absolutely because he is his main focus is her and I think he doesn't anticipate her to have such curiosity about him. I think he he hopes to just swan in. <laughs> well, maybe not swan in, but I think he hopes to come in and just really, you know, do what he loves and help this woman uh, have access to what she wants to have access to. And so some of the questions are caught off guard. And I think it it Katie did a great job in 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 the sense that you do feel him warm to her as they spend more time together. And so part of it for him is that he is unburning himself. He is letting some of his armor down. Um, 
but I think it, it's the topic of of the mother you know it's the kind of that's the kink in his armor and and I think just the way she just throws a question out of nowhere it's it's that that catches him off guard and that was great to play because those are the moments that we can see who's behind Leo um and yeah I think Sophie had a great awareness of what that was going to look like um so I really love playing those moments and with how much is about Leo reading Nancy and and kind of responding to her energy and you know finding finding those doors that they walk through together like we were talking about before did you find that in turn that performance wise there was there was a very strong element of really observing Emma's performance listening to her performance and and kind of creating the character response through that in turn mm. yeah yeah because I, again he is laying the foundation but if if she changes he needs to relay it he needs to he needs to go to where where she is there could never be a sense that he's dictating even though he is in a sense he is dictating the 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 journey but he needs to make sure that she is he needs to show her the doors and and he needs to encourage her to come through and 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 so some of those moments are really powerful and that, especially in the moment where she asks, can she touch him? Because it's un, it's unprovoked. She, she finds that moment within herself. And I think he's so relieved. He's so kind of delighted that she's taking that authority and she's taking her pleasure to seek that out for herself. So um, it was a sense of going to where... Nancy was and and then again reguiding and and making her feel that this desire is an access that she can have and that she can take ownership over um so that again that was so much that was great fun <laughs> and with the two of you working together it's such a remarkable two-hander of a film and and really captures that intimacy in that way um, and you had about five days of rehearsal before going into um, filming with, it sounds like just the two of you and your yeah. director, Sophie, as well. And, um, you know, from from what the way I've heard Sophie describe it is that it was this kind of mix of having conversations amongst yourselves, diving into some of the scenes, playing around with things. What for you were the most useful elements of Leo as a character or particular nuances of scenes that came out of that rehearsal period and of that time also just to have conversations and really build your relationships with one another so that when you stepped onto set, you felt very comfortable stepping into these characters alongside each other as well? Um, I think his physicality, I think the space he holds in the room, him feeling comfortable, just being exposed. Um, and that was a challenge for me because Emma is just an incredible actress and, and is so experienced. So as a, as a relative newcomer, to stand in that position, to stand completely exposed, to be anchored in who he is and in his confidence and, and be confident in what he does was a real, was a challenge for me because I was gaining that confidence as an actor and trying to trust myself in the whole process. So for me, I, I think, and that's something that me and Sophie worked on. We walked around the room. There was one morning, it was just me and Sophie, and we walked around the room and we tried to gain a sense of that confidence, the posturing, the kind of ease that he carries into the room um, because that needed to feel authentic. And I think Nancy needed to feel that as a character, to feel like she was in 
safe hands. Um, so that was a great exploration because it's funny. Those are the things you don't really see and you feel you'll have a, a challenge with until you get up on your feet, until you step in and, and then you go, oh, I have to hold myself as this man, you know. Um, so that was great. And, and we, we had that luxury with that rehearsal. It was so, so vital because by the time we started shooting, we hadn't, you know, we shot it in 18 days and it was, you know, day after day shooting long takes long you know pages of script so we need to we needed those days to really feel that by the time we started we were ready to start together and move move together and and that confidence and that posturing that you're talking about is so delicately created because there's a line where it could have kind of fallen into feeling a little bit cocky at certain points, mm-hmm. but it never does. You always found that balance. Um, was it easy to kind of find that that level of confidence, but making sure that it was self-assuredness, but never cockiness in him? I think my my sense was that he was he was excited. I think because he's gone on his own journey with his own life with regards to his intimacy and with regards to sexuality and, and desire that he's come out the other side and he's found himself and he sees he's still intact. And regardless of what has happened with regards to trauma or what he's, you know, the shame that he might've received from initially exploring that he's come out and he's got gathered a real sense of who he is and what he's offering. And so I think what I tried to hold on to was that, he was seeing a woman who was wanting to do that for herself. And there was something exciting about knowing that he could potentially give her access to that freedom or that he could give her the steps to make that walk for herself. And so that was the kind of confidence I was holding on to was that that was the joy that he, he found in his work. And, and that's what made him excited because I think he saw that um, happening for her. And it's like when you get to the end of a race and you know you've made it through, like it's it's easier to look back and say you can make it through yourself, you know, because he he stands confidently knowing that he did it for himself. So I think that was important that that's where the confidence was stemming from. Um, and yeah, and I feel like, you know, that's what Leo is offering. And with the fact that the film is is predominantly taking place in a in a singular room, um, I, I was interested in where a lot of the blocking came from. Was was that something that you figured out during the rehearsal process, or was it about getting into that particular physical space? Because there's a real adeptness at the utilization of that space, using every corner, making it never feel stagnant, kind of having a real fluidity in motion mm-hmm. and movement, even different places where you're sitting, whether it's on the couch, on the bed, different levels that you're mm-hmm. kind of standing at. And I thought it was such a great flow within there. And so I was interested in, in how a lot of the blocking came about in the film. I think um, we started like like we were rehearsing a play, really. You know, we were in our bare feet in a rehearsal room with the with the room taped out, uh, the measurements of the set. And um, and Sophie really gave us a freedom to explore, you know. So we would have our scripts in hand and we would just try and instinctively feel when there was a closeness physically and when there was a closeness, you know, emotionally and when they both were at the opposites, you know, because sometimes there's moments where they are far away and they are connecting. And sometimes there's moments where they're right in close to each other and something happens and they're not connected. 
So Sophie gave us that luxury to find that for ourselves. But I think what helped was that there were certain poignant moments that happened, like say for the mirror, when he's, you know, asking if he can undress her and and if they can look in the mirror together. So that needed to happen at the mirror. So we had like certain flag marks, you know, obviously there is a moment where she's building the courage to first perform oral sex on him. And we knew that probably needed to take place on the bed. Um, And it was written in the script that we go to the bed. So there were moments where we're like, okay, we need to make it here. We need to make it here. And everything else was just kind of an exploration. But Sophie was really on top of it. Um, And again, the, that physical mapping on top of the emotional mapping was really, I think a testament to her vision and, and her being able to see that through. And, and you, you know, you're mentioning within that, that part of that was about finding the physical closeness as well. Was that also where you kind of found where touch would come into it as well? Because even just the act of him massaging her shoulders or, you know, kind of like gently kissing her on the cheek or their hands kind of coming a little bit closer to each other. Those are all very intricately detailed moments between the two of them that really tell us so much about where both of the characters are together in that room. And so mm-hmm. was that also part of that same process at that stage? Yeah, it it was. We we um we did a lot of work on on physicality in in regard to intimacy. We had a a final day allocated, so we did five days rehearsal, and then the sixth day was the intimate day. Um, and we had kind of Sophie had constructed exercises for us to do, um, where we would lie on a sheet of paper and trace our body and talk about the things that we liked, the things we didn't like, stories behind them. And we would, you know, actually slowly detach ourselves from our own judgment on our own bodies. And therefore we could somehow see uh, it, their use and, and that it was beyond, like our bodies are beyond just the scope of, of how they physically appear. Or we kind of unburden ourselves from, from that and those narratives. And um and yeah, so that was that was really liberating to get to the end of the film where there is there is full kind of intimate scenes between Nancy and Leo. Um, and and leading up to that, it was about finding the the building moments. And and I think the consent in 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 that was really important. Seeing Leo ask Nancy if if it's okay, can I touch you here? Can I kiss you here? Um, because that really initiated her involvement and initiated her own autonomy in the experience. And and a lot of the scenes that you're doing in the film are, are quite extensive in terms of the dialogue and, you know, you're filming scenes that are sometimes, you know, 12, 15 minutes long in, in single takes and then doing different coverage. But because you were in a singular location and you had the opportunity to pretty much shoot the film chronologically, did mm. that really help in, in navigating and stepping into scenes in that particular way? It did. It did. Because, you know, the it's very easy at the beginning of the film to see the the amount of work that you have ahead of you and also knowing that you've nowhere to hide, you know? So me and Emma were really fortunate that we could step through it chronologically because as Leo and Nancy were getting to know one another, me and Emma were still getting to know one another as people. So we had a really good sense of pace that felt organic with the process of making the film. And we took 
each day as it came and and we would actually walk to set so we were only 15 minutes away from from where we shot the film so we would walk to set together and then we would walk back together we'd run the lines for the next day and then we would do the same the following day so it was like bite-sized chunks each single moment was just bite-sized chunks and and that was really great because it meant that the kind of the through line the congruent kind of arc was we could really feel present in it um i think it would be a really difficult film to shoot jumping around the place because the emotional map is so like i said so kind of subtle that it would have been very tricky to just jump in and out of that um but yeah again we were fortunate covid obviously a lot of people writing stories that helped with the with the pandemic being able to shoot in one location um and we we were very blessed to have that that uh yeah that luxury yeah and and go kind of going into a little bit of spoiler territory towards the end of the film when there is that instance where she reveals that she's found out his name and found out some personal information about him um you know there's kind of two different moments of anger there's the I'm removing myself from the situation I'm leaving the room and then obviously he has to come back into the room because he has to find his phone and that's where you know, the veil really, really comes off in that moment because he wasn't planning on re-entering the room and, mm. and he already kind of left and was allowing himself to feel these emotions. Mm. And how did you find what that specific anger and frustration was going to be and how he was going to express it? Because we feel it seething so much from him and yet it's not about raising his voice and shouting. It's about the words that he says, the way that he says it and just that physical expression in his body in that moment. Mm, yeah I think what I found the most like heartbreaking for that moment is that Leo has gotten past his trauma he has he has gotten past the cards that he's been dealt and he has found an identity in himself and he's proud of what he's made you know and I think there's just something about those questions that poked him into a place where he felt like he was reverting back to that pain and I think his attempt to get out of the room is to be professional, is to, is to keep on top of everything and to not spoil the moment in a sense. Um, and so he leaves in frustration and obviously coming back into the room is like, is even more frustrating because he, he needs his phone, but he's also having to come back into the space where that emotion is alive and, and those, that trauma has been brought to the surface. So I think it's really it's really hard because she's she's helped him to address something and, and look at something that's been really hard to look at for him. Um, and so for me, I just thought it was heartbreaking that we can go and build ourselves and we can move past pain and that in a, in a moment, you know, it can come again and, and make its way into us, you know, that we're not always exempt from, from our trauma or pain that, you know, that our life can offer us. And it's, that's the heartbreaking thing because I think he, he's wanted this to be amazing. He's wanted this to be um, fulfilling for her. And, and I think it's heartbreaking that this trauma for him has gotten in the way of that moment. Um, and I think he's finally explaining as to why he's not gone there you know and then and it, it's it also shows us why he has had that boundary because it's it doesn't help uh the work and it doesn't help him being able to gift what he's trying to give um yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, I was just interested in kind of the dance that you had in terms of the relationship with the camera in the room as well, because the film kind of starts off in slightly wider shots, more observational, but then becomes very, very intimate and comes a lot closer and introduces handheld into those instances as well. And so how did that, that kind of like dance and relationship with the camera change as the relationship between the two characters changed as well? I think it was like actually beautifully done by Brian Mason, the DOP, Um, because when you first meet them, meet them, there is those wider shots and you do see them as um, separate people and they've, and they're always separate people throughout the film, but as they grow closer, there is, there is um, that marrying, you know, there is that, that joining up. And, and I think that's where the beautiful stuff happens that they can really start to get in and affect each other. And I think, you know, in the dance scene, the actual dancing or the, the waltz scene, you see them in in one shot and they're revolving around each other. So um, that was that was really nice because I, I liked that. Like by the time we got to the second week of shooting, I was ready for the camera to come in close. You know, I'd feel I felt confident and and we both felt confident in in what we had made in the, the first third of the film that we were excited that that the audience would lean in with us now because it does feel like in that second act of the film, major things come to the surface. Um, and so the camera really coming in to support that was was a lovely, lovely experience. Absolutely. I mean, it's I really, really loved your performance in the film. And, and after first seeing it at Sundance and then rewatching it, there's so much more to unpack in every single moment, every time you watch it, which is such a testament to the film as well as a whole. Um, so thank you so much for talking about all of these details. Really appreciate it, Daryl. Thank you. No, thank you, Mara. Thank you for having me. It's a lovely interview.